Today is January 3rd. That means it's the first trading day of the new year. And already I think we have an answer to a lingering question that was lingering since the middle part of last month. Over the last couple months or last couple weeks of December, you might recall, the US Treasury curve in particular became less inverted. And contrary to popular perception as well as FOMC mandates, rising long-end nominal yields, especially if the short-end rates don't move, means less inversion, which means less pessimism, less bad in the marketplace. There were a couple of reasons why that could have been, uh, including some reopening hopes and, and some reopening optimism in China, the potential ditching of zero COVID or, or the appearance of ditching zero COVID. Maybe the Chinese economy gets back on its track. Maybe there were some technical reasons in the treasury market that have to do with end of the year, window dressing, stuff like that. Um, lots of possibilities there. But as I said, as soon as the treasury market opened for business in 2023, massive waves of buying came in, especially at the long end of the curve, which suggests that maybe it was nothing more than these overseas, fundamental, monetary-focused treasury market investors had just gone on holiday the second half of December, leaving, of course, the treasury market to the devices of those, particularly in the United States, who are more afraid of the Fed than they are what their foreign counterparts must be looking at in terms of fundamental factors. Once they came back into the office after the new year was over, they looked at some of the recent data and said, there's not really maybe that much reason to be optimistic at all. Starting with China, as much as there might have been some reopening hopes about China getting back on its feet, the latest PMI data for December was, as I talked about yesterday, just ugly, just atrocious stuff. And we still don't have any information on the November money and banking statistics from the People's Bank of China. Maybe I'll have to put a PBOC watcher here. They haven't reported their November numbers, let alone getting even into anything in December. But there was also another data point that was released overnight that probably had an impact not just on the treasury curve, but other curves as well as that massive wave of buying at the long end of these curves restarted and reignited the major inversions that we had seen up until the middle part of last month. That, of course, was Germany's CPI. Big drop in the CPI, tons of caveats being thrown around. We can't pay attention to it. It's Maybe it's not significant. It's just one month. We're going to figure out whether or not it was significant, whether there's any fundamental signal embedded in German consumer prices and what it has, what it means and what it has to do with not just Germany, but around the rest of the world, including what these what's being priced in these curve inversions. First, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, if you're interested the monetary mechanics, decoding curves. What do these curves mean? We have exclusive videos for members at our membership site, eurodollar.university. And we also have, of course, research subscriptions, including a renewed sale for 2023 at Markets Insider Pro. You get a research bundle, myself, my daily briefing, along with Stephen Van Meter and Tracy Schuchart. We also have the deep dive analysis which I do at Eurodollar University, where we go into the nitty gritty details behind all the implications and consequences of what we're seeing from the curves, from the monetary system, and what we, what we think they all mean for us today and moving forward. All the information available, Eurodollar.university, New Year's sales 
all the information there. So Germany starts off 2023 with a major drop in its consumer price and not just the CPI, but also the HICP or Harmonized Index of Consumer Prices, which is where the Europeans try to make all the various national CPIs look the same and calculate them in the same way. But either way, it doesn't matter. We'll just use Germany's CPI here today just for simplicity's sake. Now, what the status had reported was that the CPI was up 8.6% year over year in December, preliminary estimates that compared to 10% in November, as well as 10.4% in October, which was the peak, uh, the recent peak. So a pretty substantial decline in the annual rate. Goods prices were up 13.9%, which is Calling that an improvement is hard to do, but it was 13.9% in December year over year compared to 17.1% in November and 17.8% in October. Energy prices, which is what the big deal is across much of Europe, especially Germany, energy prices were massively improved and yet we're still up 24.4% year over year. Just crazy stuff here. But again, that's much better than the 38.7% year over year in November and the 43% in October and the worst, which was 43.9% back in September when energy prices, electricity prices in particular, were absolutely skyrocketed. Services prices, they've been a little bit better, uh, 3.9% in December year over year, 3.6% in November, 4% was the top in uh, October. Uh, So on a monthly basis, Germany's CPI fell by 0.8%, which is unusual for December. There's a seasonal pattern where consumer prices in Germany and Europe and uh, more broadly like to decline in November, but they don't know, they don't normally fall in December. So you already know not only is this unusual for consumer prices to decline, it's even more unusual for them to decline by 8 tenths of a percent in a, any single month, let alone December. The last time that Germany had seen anything close to that was December of 2018, which is a pretty comparable period as far as economic fundamentals go. And I don't mean consumer prices. I mean the opposite. The consumer, the uh, general economy, especially the trade economy, as we'll get to in a minute, was suffering major problems in December of 2018, just like December of 2022. And if you go back a little bit further than that in Germany's consumer prices, you get to December of 2015. Back in December of 2015, Germany's CPI fell by 0.4% month over month. So again, December of 2015, not a good time for the global economy, particularly global trade, which is sort of Germany's thing. And it's also where Germany can tell us a lot about the direction of the global economy. If there's problems in the German economy that's showing up as softening consumer prices, whether in this context or the context of previous Euro dollar cycles, that is potentially significant. But Germany's government said when the press release accompanying the data that there was a, there was a one-off factor in the big drop in German consumer prices. Germany's government had issued essentially energy assistance checks. I don't know what the German term for it was, but it was essentially the government trying to help consumers and businesses throughout Germany with their exorbitant energy bills. So the press release said 
Energy and food prices in particular have increased considerably since the war started in Ukraine and have had a substantial impact on the inflation rate. However, the federal one-off payment in December 2022 to cover the monthly installment for gas and heat had a downward effect on prices. The exact effect of the December immediate assistance cannot be quantified yet on the basis of these provisional results. That's the other thing. Not only do we have this one-off, this federal one-off payment in Germany for heating and, and energy assistance, we also have, these are nothing more than provisional numbers, preliminary numbers, we don't have the full range of details, as well as most people are saying, this is just one single month and all sorts of these individual factors that we can just dismiss everything that's going on in German consumer prices because this doesn't represent any fundamental improvement in the situation. It represents nothing more than the government getting involved and trying to help out. However, in the press release accompanying the data, we also the, the, gov the German government agency also said this, due to December immediate assistance, among other things, the inflation rate was significantly lower than in previous months. There were other areas of improvement, though we don't have the exact numbers yet, because again, this is just a preliminary estimate for December. And we won't have the full range of details for another couple of weeks. I think it's uh, January 17th. But either way, it's not just the consumer prices increase or consumer prices softening because of this government assistance in electricity and energy. There are other factors involved. And we look at what the, how the market reacted to this big drop in German consumer prices. It seems as if, as I mentioned at the outset, markets interpreted this as a sign of not just a one-off, but a, in the context of improving consumer prices and, consumer, and the alleviation of consumer price pressures that we've seen all over the world. And since Germany and Europe is one of the places that have been hardest hit by the supply shock, not inflation, the supply shock, any material improvement there would suggest that, yes, what we're seeing around the rest of the world is actually what we're seeing around the rest of the world. So let's take a look at the German curve inversion and its reaction to the data today. What we saw, first of all, Germany's curves have have been unusually, unprecedentedly, is that a word? Unprecedented inversion going back to September. And that might be an important point too. Back when German consumer prices were rising as fast as they had been, record highs in consumer price increases, particularly due to energy, that's when you first saw the long end of the German bun curve finally start to invert. And ever since then, We've seen it invert more and more and more to the point now that it looks more like the treasury curve than not, which is not something you want to see out of Germany. Germany is supposed to be boring. It's supposed to be deliberate. It's supposed to be stable. It's not, so, it's not supposed to look like treasuries. It's supposed to be gently upward sloping, representing the island of stability that we all imagine the German economy to be. But this is not just about the German economy. It's about how consumer prices have impacted the entire global system. And in a way, that is harmful. So when we see consumer price pressures come down, that sounds like a tremendously good thing, but in fact, it may not be. It may be because consumer prices are falling because the economy is. Because the economy is performing in the way that market curves have been anticipating. You think about in the context of Germany's curve, 
when Germany's curve inverted back in September. We had all those fireworks in the Eurodollar system, so there's deflationary money potential there, but also curve and you know curve participants that were hedging using the long end of the Germany German market were saying balance of probabilities here. Prices have gotten so far out of control, so far out of whack because of the supply problems and what exactly what the press release for the CPI had said, the pressures after the invasion of Ukraine, that there was almost no way this could end any other way. In other words, as soon as consumer price pressures start to fall, that suggests the chances of a recession and probably a nasty one goes up and up and up, which is why Germany's curve is unprecedentedly, unprecedentedly, whatever the word might be, that's why it's inverted in a way we've never seen before. And when the German, the German government announced the data for December, consumer price data for December, like the US CPI, the last couple US CPIs, it seemed to have confirmed that hypothesis. The reaction in the German market just today, we saw the two-year yield go up by five basis points. So the front end kind of picked up which is again consistent with the treasury curve, which is the market saying, you betcha the ECB, like the Fed, is going to ignore these fundamental developments, look at that one-off factor explanation and say, we're gonna continue raising rates as long as we can. Whereas the middle and the middle in particular, and then the long end of the curve, yields dropped. The five-year uh, five bubble yield down nine basis points. This is just today compared to Friday. The 10-year down seven basis points and the 30-year down 14. So heavy buying at the long end in Germany, just like in U.S. Treasuries, meaning inversions went, went ridiculously uh, so much further in Germany than, they, than it had been in a, in, at any point. In fact, the two-year, 10-year spread right now is basically just a basis point off what had been the record inversion back in June of 2008. So the two-year, 10-year inversion in Germany is now almost itself unprecedented, whereas the rest of the curve is in uncharted territory with inversion. And it all comes down to that singular question, why are prices starting to soften? The market doesn't think it is just that one-off uh, federal government help to German citizens paying their bills. It's more consistent, at least it's interpreted, and in the short run is being more consistent with the data we saw in China over the weekend. PMIs that just absolutely collapsed. This doesn't mean the European economy is collapsing, but the European economy was in really bad shape to begin with. Now we have to go back in data here because we don't have a lot of updated data for the end last couple of months of 2022. Um, trade data in particular for Germany, you've got to go back to October. That's the latest numbers we have. But that, I mean, that's probably enough to give you a sense of what the dangers and the downward downside probabilities that these curves are pricing up to now, why they're interpreting lower consumer prices as consistent with an economy that's heading toward recession. Because if you can look back in October, exports out of Germany, they were already down on a U.S. dollar basis 6%, which that's an important number for the German economy. And it's representative of a lot of things going on outside of Germany, not just China, but as we've seen the U.S. imports and U.S. demand, U.S. economic circumstances too. 
But as German exports in, in October were down 6% in US dollars, they were down 12% year over year by volume. And it was much, much worse on, in terms of trade coming into Germany. Again, Germany, like Japan, are probably represent the apex of consumer price and supply shock, pain and harm. Uh, imports in October up 19.4% year over year in euro terms. So Germany's paying out almost 20% more in euros to get 14% less goods. 20% more in euros minus 14% in volume. That's a recipe for disaster and it's every bit consistent with what we've seen, the development in the German bond curve. Because this says at some point, the ECB has to recognize that it's wrong about consumer price pressures and it is going to turn around. And the reason the inversion began at the 30 year maturity in Germany is because that was the easiest and cheapest to hedge. The least one, the, the, the maturity that was least susceptible to the idiocy going on at the ECB in the front end. So the German economy, like so many other places around the world, have been crushed by consumer prices and the markets are betting at some point something big is going to break if it hasn't already. So the cure for high prices, according to the markets, wasn't the ECB, it was high prices, as the old adage say, says. And nowhere were prices higher or moving higher faster than in Germany. So that's our unprecedented inversion. That unprecedented inversion got more unprecedented to begin 2023. Huge bids at the long end of the curve. Maybe the fundamental traders around the world were just on holiday Christmas. And that short run optimism, maybe that was nothing more than market fluctuation. Then again, maybe it was just that. Either way, we begin 2023 on the wrong foot. Even as consumer prices drop really quickly and a lot in Germany, it's probably not for any good reason. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're interested, as always, memberships available at the Eurodollar University website, exclusive videos, all that, so research subscriptions, daily briefing, deep dive analysis. Check us out at eurodollar.university. Until next time, take care.